And a good Friday morning to you, and welcome into Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Darren McFarlane, that's me, Chase McCabe. That's me. That's him. Max Herz behind the glass. Hello, friends. Oh, Jim Nance, too. Oh, Jim. Max and Jim. Just in case Jim's listening as he lands in Nashville oh, to think, call the Titans game. You think good he's point. here uh, right now? I don't know. Do they usually come in on Friday or do they come so. in on I think so. Saturday? Yeah. Air Force Romo touching they'll probably, down. Probably check out a practice, right? And then uh, they'll probably they'll do other sit downs tomorrow. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So they're probably here. What have watched film all week on KC, the Titans? Gonna be fun. Yeah, Willie D is in parts unknown out west. I doubt they stayed in Denver. They did actually. Really. Mm. Yeah, surprised. I would change that schedule. And just get I'd be out. like, uh, let's let's, let's go just ahead and go bounce. on. And, yeah, let's just go on. Oh, you know California. what though? Because they're going to San Jose. Doesn't San Jose's airport yeah. have like a? Yeah, that's true. Yep, that's very true. It's weird. They got like a curfew. A curfew. That's the word <laughs> I was looking for. Yeah, they can't fly. You can't fly in after yeah. like ten or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I know. I know. They don't. We've already talked about this. The, the new thing is. You know, just stay, get your good night's rest, and get after it this morning. So they'll probably be leaving in about an hour. Do we think they got some good rest last night? I don't think I'd be able to sleep after that one. Well, I'm, I'll get your thoughts. It's, I guess we'll just go there. We'll have Mike Rupp, by the way, from NHL Network at 11 o'clock. Jim Wyatt coming up in uh, less than 15 minutes to talk about uh, the big matchup at Nissan Stadium on Sunday. Richard Deitch also on the show today. We'll get a little... Preview of Alabama LSU later on with Travis Ryer. We've got You Just Made the List. Pick six, as you can tell, a loaded show on this Friday to wrap up the week. So I'll just get, before I lend my opinion and what I said last night, I'll just I'll just get your thoughts. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this game, this game that took place last night? I know a lot of people... And I, I was one of them that I kind of sat there and I'm like, is this the worst loss in franchise history? I mean, nine goals that they've never given up nine goals say, before. So the answer is yes. The, the answer is yes from that standpoint. they've never done that before. Uh, I saw Adam's tweet last night that it was the first time as a franchise they'd given up nine goals. The second period was atrocious. And that is after they take the lead. They they have a 3-2 lead. And I I was at um you know at an establishment watching it. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And I leave to go to my car and by the time i got to my car it was six three i'm like what the heck just happened and so uh you know it just it was one of those humbling i heard hal use the phrase hockey can be very humbling and i think that's the perfect way to put it because they got humbled last night now with all that said i think this team is good enough and they have played well enough in the early parts of this season that they can move past this you don't need to dwell on it too much, but you definitely have a lot you can learn from it that any given night a team can get the best of you in, in any given period. the te- A team can get the best of you. It was just a really, really bad period of hockey that ended up biting them, and they were never going to come back from that. The fact that they scored another goal, I think, is a small victory, um, and they you know gave up another one late, but you just had every aspect of, of their game not work for them for – a short amount of time, and Colorado put up a nine spot 
before the night was over and it just it was it was one of the worst games i've seen seen them played but i think it's something they can learn from and move on from they've never given up nine goals in a game in franchise history they've scored nine goals they've never yeah. given up nine goals so it's pretty impressive the reason i bring that up it is because it does happen the reason i bring it up is what what is the natural reaction after a clunker what do we what do we normally say the sky is falling well, I, I'm saying what what do we say? Not not people out after not the fans a, or the after tweets. a clunker I, like I, I that. Had a, I had a tweet last night. Season's over. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah I don't no, even respond not. to you. Like I, I wouldn't dare waste a second of my time. I don't know if you're being serious or not. I don't know on Twitter right. if you're being serious, but if you are, I, I really would not waste one second of my time if you believe game 16, the season is over. So, um, my, but no, I'm not saying what do we say? What have you heard me say? Well, well I've just focus you... on me. What would I usually say after a clunker? Like, you just like, oh, that sucked. You move on. I don't yeah, know. Well, exactly usually, where it's it... the yeah. You just crumble it up and throw it in the trash. Throw that one in the trash can, right? Yep. Just move on, right? I didn't say that last night. I said really? that. I said that's what I normally say. Throw in the trash. Move on. Okay. No reason to to harp on it. I said no. Keep it. Keep it and take it with you to Northern California and the rest of this road trip. I, I don't think you ignore this one. Like This one needs to sting. This one needs to stick with you for the rest of the road trip. Okay? Don't crumble it up and That's throw it in the trash can. That's a fair way don't, to look at don't it. Don't delete it. Take it with you. Because you got absolutely embarrassed. Last oh, time. yeah. You got embarrassed. I, there's no other way to put it. I mean, they said it. Roman Yossi, the captain, who was a stand-up guy, who was the captain and the leader, did the right thing. He stood up there and he answered questions after yeah. a tough loss because that's what professionals do. See, either in wins or losses, you answer questions and you deal with the media. That's how it works in the good times and the bad times. And there's going to be bad times, of course, in 82 games, and he did that. And the captain stood up there like a pro and he answered the questions, okay? And he said those things. And kudos to him for doing that, by the way. That's what I said last night on postgame. Good job by Roman Yossi. I respect that a lot. And there are guys in that room that will stand up there and answer things in good or bad. Don't run and hide. Don't run and hide, okay? Don't not talk. We get it. You're not supposed to be happy. Nobody said do a stand-up act and and tell jokes. But stand up there and do your job. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And and Roman did that and some others. He wasn't the only one. Nope. Uh, we had uh, Duchesne, audio Forsberg. from Duchesne and Forsberg, but the fact. But I that- said, you know what? Don't don't throw it in the trash. No, I, I think you absolutely talk about this. Like, what happened? Learn from it. Get better. Yeah. Be motivate you. And that's what I said. I mean, you can definitely learn some things from this game. But I, I don't. Usually, it's the typical ad. Ah, just throw it in the trash can and move on. Line and don't worry about it. It's just one of eighty two. Yeah. But from this one, no. I well, didn't, I didn't have that approach. I, I feel. The opposite. And I said, and I fully anticipate they will, and they'll respond on Saturday night, tomorrow night. I do. Because I, it, it is humbling. When you get when you play at the highest level, that's why we, when we talk about confidence. And you don't understand. When you get to a, a level where everybody, there is no break. And by the way, Colorado didn't have uh, Miko Rantanen. No. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog. And didn't have their starting goaltender, Philip Grubauer. So you're thinking, okay. And they, they had lost three in a row. Yeah, they got a lot of weapons out. They just got smoked in Dallas yeah. Tuesday night. So yeah. they were going to be PO'd for greatness. Yeah, they, things have and not they gone well. And uh, But it just goes to show you, man, this league is this league is good. 
And you got to bring it. If you don't bring it, you will get embarrassed. It doesn't matter who you are. If you don't bring it, especially on the road, row, row. Yeah. And I would, you know, I, I, I pride myself in anything I say, you know, about a team on the air, I would say to their face. And, and I think the, the thing that the positive I'm going to take away from this game is, you know what? You, you kind of needed to realize you weren't invincible. You're not perfect. This team's played well for, you know, and they've had things that they've done really, really well. The offense we've, we've been praising the power play we've been praising, but you know, the penalty kill has shown its ugly head a couple times. There's been some defensive it lapses. It actually been rolling of late and then it, it obviously didn't. Right. But it fell apart last night. But my point is not everything was, was fixed. And I think it got shown last night, you know, Pekka, I, I, I give Peter Laviolette props. I mean, it was the right time to pull him because you were just going to hang him out to dry. And then UC Soros coming in cold just, uh, with with that. That was an impossible situation. But I think this team learned some things about themselves that they needed to learn. And the fact that they're doing it in November is a good thing because you can you still got a lot of time to clean that up. The, you know, for people that are saying the season's over, what is this? That That's stupid. That's just like that's said, flat out stupid. I wouldn't even waste my time answering to people like i said i don't know if they're just doing that to yeah. get a rise or if they're just trying to be funny i mean you don't know the tone on uh on twitter but when i got that tweet last night season's over i'm like Yo, yeah yeah i I, wa- I was watching it like i said i was out with a buddy and we were watching football and, and the game and uh it brew house south one of our locations uh for or brew house 100 one of our locations for smashville live so we were there and I got in the car, and it was 6-3, and I'm listening to Pete and Hal break it down. I'm like, what What the heck just happened? Well, five goals in four and a half minutes will do yeah. it. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, right. It, but it's just, I had shock, and I was like, you know, upset, but you move on. Do you remember um, St. Louis the first three months of the season last year? Yeah. They weren't very good, right? No. And I realized and that what they do in this June? comes with a, a caveat that they change coaches, and they change their approach and their system. I get that, okay? But do you think the Blues gave up a nine-goal game last year? Just I, I looked it up because I wanted to see because just to prove that it, it doesn't mean anything. I'm not I'm not doing this like. See, I'm going to say they probably St. Louis did it, so that means the Predators are going to win the Stanley Cup because they gave up nine goals. No, that's I'm, not what I'm saying. I'm going to say they did. Since they, you're bringing they, it up, they didn't. They but didn't. They did not. Did they give up an eight-goal game? Okay. And look, the no, I'm asking you, did they give up an eight-goal game? I really have no idea. Yeah, they did. Yes. Did they give up a seven-goal game? Probably. Twice. Did they give up six-goal games? Yes. There was like five or six. Right. The point is, they had some real clunkers, especially the first three months. And I I get it. Albeit, they changed coaches, they changed their approach, they changed their system. The point is, they were getting their hat handed to them the first three months of the season, and it wasn't losing three to two in overtime. Okay? I just told you, they had an eight-goal game. It was against, I think, Winnipeg. They gave up two seven-goal games. And I think both of them were like 7-1. Okay, you think that feels good? No. And then there was like five or six games of giving up six goals. So, And, and they went on to win the Stanley Cup. So it's a long, it's a long journey. And does that mean that this nine-goal game leads to them winning the Stanley Cup? No, I'm just saying it's a long journey. And those things happen, and teams do recover. This is, this is my big thing, though. The great teams... The, it's how you respond when you get your butt kicked because they got their butt kicked. And I last said night. that. I said that's why I said you keep this. And I said now, if they don't respond in San Jose, then it's a different conversation. Yeah. 
Like, it's now like, okay, what's going on? Like, I, you just got embarrassed, and the, your response to a bad Sharks team is you laid another egg or you lost again? Or I guess it's just the best way to put it is you, you laid another egg. Like, that, that can't happen. I, and I suspect they won't. I suspect yeah. they will respond. But And it doesn't – they don't have to put up six goals either. But you're it's right. Just, you come out and you play you a solid out, you game. You play a solid – exactly. It could be one nothing. That's sure. a solid game. That's that's completely changing everything, right? So let's just see. Let's just see, and then we'll talk on Monday. What did it look like? Yeah. What was the response on Saturday? And I put thirty-five into. I put him back out there. Yeah, I because I, I I, that's how Pekka is. Pekka is gonna Pekka is gonna hold on to this. You put Pekka back out. I agree with that. Let's go. Uh, we'll come back. Let's bring in Jim Wyatt from TitansOnline.com. Let's talk to him about the Titans and the Chiefs. We do that on the other side of Darren Donick and Chase. ESPN 1025 The Game. Thank you, Tom. Back here on Darren Donick and Chase. Darren McFarland, Chase McCabe on this Friday morning. ESPN 1025 The Game. We say hello and good morning to Jim Wyatt. You can find his work at TitansOnline.com. They're set to take the field in about 45 minutes, getting ready for practice against the Chiefs Sunday at noon over at Nissan Stadium. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hope you guys are doing well. How nice was it to erase that 20-game losing streak right out of the gates? Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was, uh, you know, I've left the gym a lot of times in January, February, I guess in March uh, you know, after losses, so it was good to leave the game the other night uh, with the win. And uh, it, it was a... Uh, yeah, you know, it's a good start. You know, certainly competition will get better as the season goes on. I like some of these players on this team. I like Jerry Stackhouse, and I like the lighting in the gym. They've done some things with the lighting that's different. Uh, you know, that makes it a, a better viewing experience. If you ask me, really? So, uh, yeah, they. I guess the lights. I don't know whether the the new lights, but at least they've got them angled to where the floor is lit up. And these may be these new LED lights, but then. Uh, and I sit in the lower level, but it was throughout the gym. It was kind of a darker, more like a theater uh, feel to it. Where it was kind of a darker mm-hmm. um, into in the stands. So sure. I thought it was a lot better. It's not like it's dark, but uh, certainly a more subtle lighting uh, in other parts of the gym. Wow, I, I have not heard anything about that. So that's you're kind of. I'm the only one. I, I, yeah, I talked to my brother, and I've talked to a few. I haven't seen anything written. I've heard it talked about much other than me saying it. But the right. feedback for me is good. Okay, good to know. All right, we'll file that one away. And we said we heard it here first from Jim Wyatt. Breaking news: <laughs> Vanderbilt with new he's, lights. He's Memorial Nashville's Gym. reporter. That's there Jim. Wyatt. He is. Uh, so, how do you see this? How do you see this playing out? Because we've kind of joked. You know, just kind of how this has gone this season and how it's kind of gone in the past. You know, this is like the typical game where the minute you count the Titans out, this is the game they, they stand up and they, they win. So how, how do you see this playing out? Well, that's I, I've heard that too, man. And I think people are remembering the game against the Patriots last year, maybe remembering the game against the Eagles, and maybe remembering some other games. And if it happens, that'd be great. It certainly would lead to questions. Well, if you can do that against the Chiefs, then – uh, then why couldn't you do it against Buffalo? And why couldn't you play better against the Broncos? And why couldn't you play better against the Panthers? So it's gonna, if it happens, it would lead to you know to frustration from the fan base. I have a feeling that even you know win, but it's a big uh, you know it's, it's a tough challenge on Sunday uh, because while that theory sounds good, and I think other people are saying they wouldn't be surprised, this is a heck of a challenge. Uh, 
you know, with Mahomes coming back, which it certainly looks like that's the case, and their offense that is so high powered and so many different weapons, and um, you know, and the Titans certainly, you know, as you mentioned, the practicing here about forty forty five minutes. The injury report coming out of yesterday didn't look good. We had Drew Casey in practice again, Delaney Walker in practice again, no Jayon Brown, no Corey Day. Davis, if I didn't say him earlier, even Jeffrey Simmons had the report. So mm. uh, curious to see what things are going to look like when practice starts. But this is NFL, and, it's, and, you, and no matter who uh, is in there, you know you got to rise up and, and win. And I've said this before. I mean, I, some people I've heard say, you know, well, it's a shame that Patrick Mahomes is coming back this week. Why couldn't you wait another week? Well, the teams are competing against the AFC South beat. The Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, and I'm talking about the Colts, and I'm talking about the Texans. So, mm-hmm. if you're a legitimate contender, and you're who you're supposed to be, you've got to find a way to win this game. I don't care whether Mahomes is playing or not, or who is not in the lineup. So, this is the NFL. There's, you know, teams got seven games left, sitting at four and five. Keep losing, the season's going to run out, and you're going to be watching the playoffs. Yeah, well said. Um, yeah, I guess the follow up to. Everybody's saying, including us, going, well, this is the game you don't expect to win, and watch them just go out there and win. And then the next follow-up question is, yeah, but how? I mean, the Chiefs are they're just they're loaded. And, and so I, I saw your tweet yesterday, and, I mean, I, I literally was like – I looked at it. I put my glasses on because now I have to have readers. That means I'm getting old. And I'm like, did I, I – I'm sure I didn't read that correctly. So let me put my readers on. Tannehill to Mariota. What? There's a video attached. Mar- Mar- Mariota, yeah, the somebody, wide receiver? <laughs> yeah, and, and th- I think as of, as of this morning, I think it had like 230,000 views on it. And, it was and, a nice uh, route. Pe- yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's funny how a video like that, you know, prompted such so many different responses. And uh, Mariota's not switching to receiver. They've been doing that. I, I will say, uh, you know, they've been doing that in, in you know, in – kind of the early warm-up period since the start of training camp. Now, usually it's Tannehill. Usually it's Mar- it had been Mariota throwing to Tannehill in a lot of those drills. And I've tweeted out that picture probably, you know, five times since camp started. You know, Tannehill throwing a pass. I mean, I'm sorry, Mariota throwing a pass to Tannehill, and that, and that got some responses. But for some reason, when it was Mariota on the receiving end, and I will say Marcus was – he sold the route. I mean, he he gave it everything he had, made some moves to make that catch. But once that went out there, people started saying, "Oh, they're switching Marcus to receiver." And you know, what a great idea! At least get him. They're not switching Marcus Marcus to receiver. <laughs> he, he, it was just a drill they do in practices that just happened to to kind of take off uh, because of who was catching the pass and because how uh, how much spirit he put into the route. I think. Yeah, well, the bodies keep falling. They they may have to at some point. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, I, I, I will say that since you know, beginning of the season, because of Tanny Hill's ability as a receiver himself, and he's a former receiver, a lot of people say, well, why don't they have something in the plan that uh, – that you know would take advantage of that, or Marcus is throwing him a pass or or something. But believe me, working for the team, if if they're really working on a secret drill in practice, and I tweeted out, I wouldn't be speak, talking. To yeah, that's what, that's what a I representative of the Tennessee Titans, Jim. That's exactly what I told Chase. I go, well, there's nothing to that because Jim <laughs> wouldn't be putting that video out if he was playing wide receiver on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> those were yeah, my I, Chase. I, was I, that not my exact yeah, words? I go, yeah, that that's a that's a nothing video. We'll have fun with that. 
with Jim, but he wouldn't be putting that out there if he was going to line up and play we'd receiver. Be see, we'd be seeing a tweet of Jim saying, I'm proud to launch JimWyatt.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right, yes. Yeah. I, I, I may be... Uh, I might not be the smartest guy around, but I'm not dumb enough to, to <laughs> put something out there to try to keep secret. Uh, last thing on my end, we had a really good conversation with John New Smith yesterday. Well, what do you see from him moving forward as things look like they're slowing down for Delaney Walker and now he's having to battle injuries constantly? He talked to us about how much he's learned from Delaney Walker. Obviously, just like the team, he's got to be – more consistent on his end, but you see those flashes where you're like, you get excited. So what what do you think? What do you see out of Jonu Smith to this point, and what do you think we'll be talking about Jonu Smith in the next two to three years? Well, he's gotten a lot better, and I think a lot of it has to do with just getting more opportunities and, and just getting more comfortable. I mean, the, the thing about Jonu is, I mean, he had a serious knee injury in December that he had to work his way back from, so uh, you know, the, the, the start that he got off to this year, you know, he's a little slow to start, but he he seemed like he picked up momentum, you know, five, six games into the season. And, and you know, he, he's a capable guy who really has just been waiting for his chance. Now, he dropped a pass on Sunday in Carolina, and, and I think he needs to be, you know, more consistent like everybody else for this offense to kind of take off. I think he realizes that, you know, Time will tell maybe where Delaney Walker's career goes from here. Uh, he's obviously battling through that same ankle injury, but you know Johnny Smith has a chance to kind of further establish himself with the more chances he gets, and uh, I think they'll try to utilize him moving forward. We're talking to Jim Wyatt from TitansOnline.com, and Jim, I'll ask you the same question that Mike Vrabel was asked earlier this week. When you look at this offense right now through nine games, what do you think the identity of this offense is? Well, I know Mike Vrabel said the identity is, is being a tough physical team. It likes to run the football, and and, uh, and I think that's obviously uh, the way that they're built to some degree, but uh, that, hasn't, that didn't necessarily match up with that to start the game on Sunday. And I think – I know at the beginning of this conversation we talked about how do you beat the Chiefs. Well, I think the way you beat the Chiefs is you do what the Colts and you do what the Texans did to them, and that's running the football and trying to control the clock and um, and being physical with them. And I think that's what the Titans want to do on a lot of Sundays. Now, with that said, I mean, this offense has changed um, and the, and the personnel has changed over the last couple of years. I mean, I've, I've covered the team for a long time, and I can't remember uh, a, an offense that had receivers like this team does now as far as talent goes with Corey Davis and with A.J. Brown and with Adam Humphreys, a really good slot receiver, and Ty J. Sharp capable of making plays. That's a really good force. And uh, so you've got to figure out a way to incorporate those guys in the offense. So I think it has to be a mix. I mean, and you've got to be able to – you know, each week put together a game plan where one week you maybe have to take advantage of the running game and pound teams, and other teams weeks you're going to have to throw it downfield. But I think uh, so. I, I, I don't think you can just straight up say this team wants to run the ball because it's got it's got other ways it can beat you, but that just hasn't necessarily happened uh, every week this season. 
I read your piece uh, on Derrick Henry on TitansOnline.com, and you know you look at his numbers. He's he's from last year at this point. He's pretty much doubled his yards and doubled his touchdowns. So it's he's having a decent year. But I just I feel like the beast hasn't really been awakened as of yet. And I going up against the 29th ranked rushing defense in the league, this seems like an opportunity for him to really bust out. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I thought it, I thought last week was going to be that way too. I mean, especially at the start. And while it happened in the second half, it didn't happen at the beginning. And some of that has to do with the fact that they, you know, got penalties early and got into longer down in different situations. But I think, you know, I think this week, I mean, you got to go into the game thinking this is how we're going to set the tone early. And uh, and to do that, you got to have success out of the gate. You can't have, you know negative one uh, and negative two runs, and you can't get holding penalties that put you in first and 20 and second and 20. I mean, you gotta, uh, you've got to have success, and you can't wait for things to pick up steam. Otherwise, you're going to be down 17 to nothing again, like what happened in Carolina. So I agree. I, mean, I think this is the kind of game where you've got to run the football, and you've got to have success, and you've got to keep it out of their hands. And and uh, and you've got to build some momentum early instead of trying to play catch-up, because that's a tough team to try to play catch-up against. Uh, they've lost Malcolm Butler for the season, putting him on IR earlier this week, so the next man up mentality comes into play. LaShawn Sims appears to be that, but what do you expect out of uh, somebody like a Ty Smith as well as they try and fill the void left by Butler? Well, I think you'll see a lot of Sims, and you'll see a lot of, you know, you obviously see Sims, Jackson, and uh, and Logan Ryan and 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 obviously if they go deeper as the as the Chiefs try to spread it out a little bit that could bring other guys into the equation and they're going to have to play well. I mean, I, the one thing about Sims is, is is no, he didn't he didn't have a great game against Mike Evans. That's the one thing anytime you tweet out about Sims, it seems like people want to count well he was terrible against Mike Evans and Mike Evans made him look bad. Well, Mike Evans makes a lot of guys look bad and yeah. and LaShawn Sims wasn't his only victim on uh on that Sunday a couple of weeks ago. I mean he he got everybody. Uh, so uh I think against this Chiefs offense where you've got you know, a tight end in Kelsey who's so good and you've got a receiver and uh, Tyree Kill, who's so fast, and Watkins, who had a 198-yard day earlier this year, and I think they've got five receivers, at least five pass catchers, who have had at least one 100-yard game this season. So they got weapons all over the place. So it's going to it's going to require the secondary playing well. It's going to require linebackers covering well, uh, and you know. Mahomes is a tough guy to defend because he does keep plays alive and he can sling it and he can throw it with his opposite hand and he can throw it sidearm and uh, he's tough to get on the ground. So, I mean, it, it's it's the best offense this team has faced. And it kind of sounds weird, but it, it almost heading into the game, uh, having many concerns about how the defense is going to stop them as I do about whether the offense can do its part. And, and that certainly has been an issue too many games this year yeah what has been the attitude of the defense this week I, I know last week they, they had their struggles they were on the field for for a lot of it and we talked to Keith Bullock uh, earlier this week who basically said I mean if you, the defense stays on the field as much as they have been lately they're gonna they're gonna wear out eventually but what's been the the mindset of the defense this week well Dean Peace is excited I mean he, you know I, I don't know that he's 
speaks for the group and saying that it's been fun to prepare for them. He said, you watch, watch his tape. And, it, and, and who, who doesn't love to watch Patrick Mahomes play? I, I do. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad he's playing this game. I mean, he's one of the best players in sure. the league. And, uh, so I'm excited that he's playing in this game. And, uh, and so the Titans have got to rise up and figure out a way to beat him. I think everybody, I think, I think they realize the challenge is ahead, and uh, I think these guys are all excited about trying to see how they match up because I think a lot of people feel like uh, they're going to be overmatched in this game and they're not going to be able to slow down the Chiefs. So that they take that as a challenge upon itself. But you know, they got to get help. I mean, the offense has got to carry its into the bargain. You know, you're getting shut out four times in the first half uh, in nine games this year, and and not. Uh, you know, giving the defense something to kind of build momentum off of. I mean, that, that can't happen on Sunday. You can't fall in fourteen nothing hole or a seventeen nothing hole, and, uh, and because the defense, you know, you know, de- defense is going to do its job either way. But but you'd like to have a little momentum and try to have something to, to keep you extra fired up and and in human nature, I think if you're down by three scores, you know. You lose your edge a little bit, so so it needs to be a complete performance to win this game on Sunday. And I have no question the defense is ready to do its part. We'll see how it plays out. A four and six hole going into the bye week is not where you want to be. Five and five sounds and feels a whole lot better. So we'll see what happens on Sunday, Jim. Always appreciate it. Thanks as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Y'all have a good weekend. All right, you do see the same, Jim. Jim Wyatt. His work can be found at Titans Online. Dot com and of course at Jim Wyatt Sports on Twitter and as you just heard that video garnered quite the response yeah. yesterday when he put out there Tanny Hill to Mariota and it was Tanny Hill Mariota lined up as a receiver and it was a good route Mariota yeah it was a pretty good route so we will um, come back with more here in the first hour of Darren Donick and Chase ESPN 102.5 the game you just made the list I'm ready for mine today at high noon got some Journey and Pretenders tickets to give away to Bridgestone Arena. Before you can even get them. Well, actually, you can get them now. They've been on sale for 37 minutes. There you go. And 34 seconds. Pick six at one. Yet again, I'm going to be several weeks in a row very Mm. excited about the review. Mm. Again. Mm. Kind of a little bit on a roll here. Starting to get get my legs back underneath. If only that could work for cylinder dogs. (laughs) If it just worked on Thursdays, too. I feel like I'm getting closer on Thursdays. Yeah. We both have been covering. We've been been covering. We're, we're, We're covering. We're just yeah. not getting them to knock no down the door and winning. But pick six, it is about covering. Yeah. Okay? So we'll have that at 1 o'clock, and we'll have another great prize attached to that. By the way, you, the listeners out there, have been doing a fantastic job with pick six. Oh, we're, yeah. We're getting, first of all, we're getting the highest numbers of participants we've ever had. And this is, I don't know what year this is with pick six. But we're getting, because we've extended it to the game Nashville.com and We've given the little hook about calls this year where you get two top shelves. We're getting a lot of people playing. And I'll tell you what, you listeners out there are are crushing it, man. Our winners, it, it's almost like it, you need seven points to win pick six. Yeah, because I feel like every week that somebody – Getting better and better. Yeah. yeah, everybody, it's like you're not going to – if you get three points, you're not, you're, you're not winning this contest on a weekly – you know, any no. week. No, not with as many people we if have you play, playing out. If you're like me, you're not winning because <laughs> that's about what I do. So, oh yeah, yeah, you've yeah. been you kind of been stuck in a two three point run. Yeah, except for I did have a 
I think I had a six, five or six point week a few weeks ago. But so you were asking me during the break, yeah, what, what do people feel about this team? Four and five through nine games. This is going to be game ten, and then it's going to be a reset, a week off, and then you got the the final. I mean, the, literally, you're heading to third, and you're rounding third, and you're heading home in the final six, and it yeah. is going to be imperative that uh, and the and the outfielder just juggle the ball so you better be running fast right because you're going to get the green light to go right so you're going to round third and you are going to barrel home and so what are they going to have what what kind what are they going to do for the final six but you can't think about that right now you got to think about sunday and so you were just kind of asking me what where is the fan base because as we had our conversation yesterday with seren petro in kansas city who does an afternoon show there he said, I asked him the question, uh, people are geeked about the Chiefs this season this year for good reason. People actually in Kansas City feel like they are a Super Bowl contender. As long as Mahomes is out there, they are a Super Bowl contender. Because they are. I mean, they, they are. It's the truth. And he said, I said, are they coming to Nashville? He said, oh, they're coming. Yeah. So it's going to be littered in red on Sunday. I don't know what the number is, but it's going to be a lot. Here's why I well, there's many reasons why I ask the question of what the the pulse of the fan base. What do you think about this team? How do you feel right now? Because when I hear the media ask the head coach the question of what is the identity of of the offense or the identity of the football team, and he gives the the coach speak answer and basically says, I mean, the translation was, I don't think they know. I think they're still trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know what the identity of this team is. Does that what does that mean for interest in this team? So that that's what I'm curious about. And if you want to weigh in, six one five seven three seven one zero two five. I want to I want to know. I want to know what the fan base thinks about this football team right now because it's been, in my opinion, the same way that it has been over the last three years. Just kind of the middle of the road. I mean, they're four and five. They have a chance to get back to five hundred, but it seems like anytime they hover around that, they just can't take that extra step. And we've joked and, and commented all week that this is the type of game where you could see them somehow getting a win, that if they run the football and they do all the things that they need to do offensively, that the defense can help them out. But, I mean, I, I can't, like, sit here and say, yeah, you know what, that's that's going to be the case because you can't predict that. So I'm just curious of the interest level of the fan and, and how they feel about this team right now. Honestly, the way I, I ask the question is, is there anybody out there that feels positive and upbeat about this team? Yeah. Is there anybody out there that feels like, hey, you know what? You watch. They're going to figure out a way to get it done and then tell us, what's your plan? Okay, how are they going to get it done? That, that's what I would like to know. I, I mean, I'm cool with what is the pulse right now? How do you feel? Because I, I would like to know. You would like to know. You know, what are your thoughts right now? I Because I, I do, unfortunately, there's been too much of this. The minute there feels like this movement, this little bit of a swell of, okay, people are getting excited, people are, are right there, they're getting ready to tip over and it's going to be full on, then yeah. they have the clunker and then it's, it just resets again. They get knocked down. Yeah, and, it gets re- and it's like those people go away. And they're like, yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back the next time I'm feeling like that again. But see, and that's the big difference in, and I'll take the two, the two teams in town right now. You know, the Preds have a game like they did last night, and you don't feel good about it, and you, you have a bad taste in your mouth. But you also know what the the overall body of work of this team has been. So you go, okay, 
all right, let's let's see how they respond on Saturday, and and it's easier to just move past it. With the Titans, it's up and down, and up and down, and up and down, and up and down, and that's how it's been. Well, and the so, wins and losses are also uh, there's more value in sure. a football win and loss because in 82 games, you know, wins a lot. You got sixteen. You, you, know, you, you got right. You got sixteen, and the other one you have eighty-two. And yeah, nine-four is bad, but it still counts as one loss. That's it. Right. And you have so they have what left on the season? A uh, math. What was well, that? Well, they game? just played ironically 16? sixteen. So, um, so that would be games sixty-five. Left? Yep. Right. How about that? Huh? That was good. Teamwork. Teamwork. All right. Let's find out the no pulse. Math. Let's find out the pulse. Maybe these people are calling to say our math wasn't correct. Patton and Mount Juliet, get us started. How do you feel about this team? Hey, guys. Um, season ticket member uh, for the Titans. Uh, been to every game this season. I will be there this Sunday, uh, mostly because I've given them my money already, and there's no point. And uh, I guess I could sell them, but uh, I-, I love going to the games anyway. But for me, I-, I think what's the point of winning any more games this season? Uh Say we do win a few more and we go eight and eight. What does that do for us? That just shafts us in in the draft. We're selecting in the middle, and for me, I don't think Panhill's done a good job. But to me, I don't want a good job from a quarterback. I want a difference maker. And the the whole thing with Mariota was he wasn't a difference maker, and I and I believe the same thing with Tannehill. So for me, at this point, what's the point in winning games going seven and nine, eight and eight? Might as well just uh, rip the band aid off. Go four and twelve. Get a really good quarterback in this year's draft, and uh, and we go again. I'll hang up and wow. uh, listen. Thanks, Interesting. Guys. Thank you, Patton. I, that's not a call I thought we would receive. No, but I'm glad that we got one from it, a season ticket holder. I was gonna say from a season ticket holder that goes every week. Yeah, or goes to every home game. Right. That that's like a fan from home on their couch. Okay, I get that. Yeah, but that that speaks to somebody that is actually spending their money and going in their time mm-hmm. and saying I'm cool if they lose out. That's not the call I expected. But, But, I mean, to Patton's point, this is where they've been. They've been in the middle of the road, and so they've been picking middle of the draft. And now it's, you know, before it was like, okay, you can still get some good talent, which you can, but now everybody knows what they have to select. Now now everybody knows what that first-round pick needs to be used on. It needs to be used on the most important position. And are you going to get the franchise guy that this, this team has been looking for for since Steve McNair left, are you going to get that picking middle of the road? I, I don't think so. And yep. so I, I think that's why he said that. Let's go to Gray. Gray, how do you feel about this team? Hey, guys. Uh, the Titans team, you ask about the identity. They're a filler team. What I mean by that is uh, the NFL has 33 teams. They have to play somebody on Sunday. What I mean is the, the contending teams, the, the, the real NFL teams, have to play somebody every Sunday. And that's what the Titans are for. Uh, their their window has closed, and what uh, Pat just said would be great if it were about football with this uh, program, but it's not. This organization is about entertainment, and it really is a business for them. I mean, they're going to generate the dollars. There's nothing wrong with that, but we just have to recognize as fans as, as what it is. I mean, they're they're just a movie that's also playing in the theater, but it's not a blockbuster. It's just something you can see and fill your time. Uh, the Titans are not going to to lose out because they're uh, playing for their jobs. Vrabel's playing for his job. He's listening to you guys, so he's going to try to win some games, and he is going to win enough games for them to be right there in the middle. And so their draft pick will be right there in the middle, and they'll just be what they are again next year and then the year after that. 
and uh, they're just a team that that also that gives the the winning the real, real teams in the NFL somebody to punch against every Sunday. And maybe they win, maybe they lose, but it'll be good and it'll be entertaining. And that's all the Titans are. All right, thank you for the phone call. You know what? To, that to might, use, that might use be your the... that sound like a wrestling reference. I, I'm surprised you didn't jump in there. They just the guy that's supposed to go in there and you a know, jobber. What I don't know. I was going to ask you yeah, what is the jobber. term. That's what you, you call that you call that guy a jobber. That his job is to go out and make star, the make the star look show, good. Yeah, show him up. Yeah, and just make him look good. Yeah, and and then put them over, and then they lose. And I think that's a that that is a fantastic call because you know what? That's what they have been. They're the filler. They're the if you get the album and you know the band records the album and they have the five songs that are like these are just the bangers, these are the hits, and then you have the rest. And then that's kind of what they've been. You can call them the also ran. You can however you want to put it. But that is that is a good call. Let me give you another option for them to close out the first hour. On the other side of Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN one hundred two five. The game. I was reading something this morning that says it feels like Philip Rivers and the Chargers are moving toward the end. Hmm. And so we've talked about this before. He's from over on this side of the country. He's about, what? An hour and a half about, away. Uh, I think. About two hours down the road, yeah. right? Up in northern Alabama. He's going to be 38 in December. So next month he's going to be 38. And let's just say he's made it clear, right? He's commuting from San Diego to L.A., which is not an easy commute. Right. I don't know how he does that, but he does. He has a van that he does film study in. Somebody he, drives and okay. he watches. That's when he watches. I was film. Say, that makes sense because he doesn't have the Kobe helicopter. Yeah. But let's just say, and he's got like 12 kids. Let's just say it's just time to pack up the family and and get back to this side. And that it's, he's tired of the commute. He's made it clear from the get-go he didn't want to play in L.A. He never wanted to leave right. San Diego. And let's just say... That's it, because he is a free agent, and they just decide. Everybody decides it's just time to to move on. They've he's had an unbelievable. I don't know. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Hmm. I've thought about that recently. I I think he's he's right there. A title would help. I mean, he's probably going to throw for sixty thousand yeah. yards in his career. Yeah, he's. <laughs> you, I mean, he probably ends the- up, he probably ends up being in the Marino category of doesn't have a Super Bowl, but is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I I think he's going to be. I don't think there's any doubt. Well, I I shouldn't say I don't think there's any doubt, but I I think he is a Hall of Famer for sure. He hasn't had the postseason success in his career, which is what we tend to judge people on. So he he obviously doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. When he did, not very many deep runs. I think the deepest run was, what, 07? It's a long time ago. They went to the AFC Championship, didn't they? I think that was 07. Um. So let's just say uh, this is it. Is that the bridge? Is that the gap the Titans should be exploring? Yeah. Would you be cool with a season of Phillip Rivers? I if if they can keep the rest of the team around him the way that they, or make it better, you know, but get Derrick Henry back and some of the other free agents that you you need to take care of and then you sign him. Well, but yeah. you're going to lose some players. I mean, you're going to lose say players. Conklin's probably gone right probably Derek Henry you would think is back unfortunately I think Logan Ryan could be gone and I think that's a mistake I think he's somebody they should bring back I think they should bring back Derek Henry I don't know if they will yeah 
Logan de- Ryan, you going to pay him a lot? It depends on. I'm not going to pay him what they paid him on the last contract. Well, that, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, I, what, what do you that's going to get be, him on bargain bargain bin. I don't think so. I don't think you're going to get him on bargain bin, but I do think you're going to get him on Nashville because he's he's put roots down here. He, the family likes it here, so I think you could get a little bit of a hometown discount for him to stay. I don't know how much He'll that be is. Twenty nine next season, so I mean he's in the yeah. prime of his career. Yeah, so I think there's a there's definitely a chance with him. Um, Derrick Henry is a, is another one. Does Derrick Henry like how he's being used here? Does does he think he can go get paid more and, and be used more somewhere else? I don't know. So to answer your question, yes. Because I think that that's going to be what they need to do, especially if they end up drafting middle of the first round. You can get a good quarterback, but it's probably not a day one guy. It's probably someone that's going to need to sit for at least a year. And there's nothing wrong with that. We and talked about that. And I'm fine with that. But Mahomes sat his first year. Did not he play. He did. But you also have to factor in that you got a you got an anti fan base, you got an anti you know anti ownership that's like, hey, we've been nine and seven, eight and eight, we've been right in the middle. So whoever the stopgap is needs to be competitive and, and help take this team up a notch because that's you don't that's, think Philip Rivers is that no I, I that's my point I think he is but you have to give him the weapons you have to put the team around him because we've eh, seen not really what what big weapons honestly I mean you think he's been littered with weapons throughout his I mean, career Antonio Gates, Gates was pretty, a, pretty for, darn good okay well Daniel Tomlinson was pretty darn good first ballot Hall of Famer both of them okay. I get Melvin it. Gordon's pretty good. Eh, yeah, but I'm just saying it's not like he w- he's been, you know, literally what great receipt. I mean, yeah, I- I'm just telling you, I've watched a lot of Chargers teams over the years, and there's times with injuries and he was throwing to nobody and still throwing for 380 I, yards to a bunch of nobodies. And Corey Davis and AJ Brown, pretty good. Okay, he he can work with that. I think those two, and then you know whatever else, Humphreys, Sharp. I think he has a receiving core. Johnny Smith, we've seen, you know, who knows what the future holds for Delaney Walker. I mean, Phillip Rivers basically throws for 4,500 yards and 32 touchdowns every year. Yeah. Now, you could say, well, he'll be 38 next year. And so I, I don't know. I mean, by the way, he's on pace for all of that in the yards, but probably uh, he's got work to do on the touchdowns. He, he's going to be a. He's not going to hit that at the pace he's on, but he's already approaching 3,000 yards for the season already. Right. Well, look, I, I think it would be a great signing if you could make it happen and then have somebody behind him that, you know, can learn. Well, yeah, your first round pick needs to be the quarterback. Yeah, whether it's But let it let that let that quarterback sit. Yeah. And, and watch then play and, and learn from a pro, a Hall of Famer. Sign Rivers to you know, usually they sign him to you like gotta, a two year deal. No, nah, you gotta that, at that age, don't you mm. just gotta go year by year? Yeah, but the optic it's like brady's deal like brady is year to year but brady's deal is i think essentially like a three-year deal that you get out of so whatever however however you can you know spread the money around but i yeah i i think that'd be a good option i would make a hard push because i don't believe the tom brady thing. i mean i just yeah i don't, I don't either why, why would he come i just i honestly i just why the, would o- pick the only reason i ever brought that up was because of Rabel and his connection to Rabel and that they're friends and that if he wanted to truly leave New England, they're like, oh, I'll go play for Mike. That's that's the only reason I ever went there. Mm-hmm. But the, the Rivers is interesting. Yeah, because haven't this has come up before. The last time oh, he was well, a free There's agent. no doubt it has. So we'll come back, kick off the second hour with Mike Rupp from NHL Network. That's next.